Welcome to the Weight Loss for Women podcast, a place where we share everything you need to know about restoring your metabolism so you can eat more, train less, and lose weight in a healthy and sustainable way. I'm Kitty Bloomfield, co-founder of New Strength and Saturay, creator of pro-metabolic food supplements and skincare. Skincare? <laughs> oh, the Kiwi accent today, what the fuck is that? The South African accent. Skincare? Get off my property. <laughs> I love a good South African accent. Don't I know. You? It's so awesome. It's so good. It's so Craig does a good impersonation. Uh, we launched a skincare probably about three weeks ago and was, went, was so popular. We sold out of the face cream and the body cream. We should have it back in stock in a few weeks, which is awesome. And we've had a ton of clients message us just saying how much they love the face cream, especially the face cream, which is probably one of my, uh, I mean, it's all amazing. It's one of my favorites, but, you know, Craig craps on about it every day. Oh, this face cream is so amazing. Oh, my skin feels so amazing. I'm like, it does. That's uh, a good point. I think, it, I think it has more weight coming from a dude <laughs> as well, you know, like I'm like, oh, I can actually, you know, like it's, oh, you must women use a lot of stuff, but I, I that's yeah. all I sort of use. I'm like, oh, wow, this is actually. Minimal, minimal. And you only need the smallest amount. And yeah. this is so amazing. It really makes your skin feel clean, but not stripped which Ooh. I really like. Um, so, yeah, I highly recommend trying it when it uh, when it comes back in stock. And you can use discount code uh, KITTY05 for 10%. And that's 10% off everything on the website, not only the skincare, off your entire order. Um, so we actually removed the bundles and increased the discount so that people would just get 10% off everything. So funny, like people send stupid messages sometimes, like, but are you going to bring the bundles back? No. Why would we bring the bundles back? Like we're giving you 10% off everything, not just the things that are in the bundle. So it's actually better for you. It's just so funny. Someone asked me this question on Instagram. How long does it take to peel a carrot? No, oh, I saw that one. <laughs> I would have had fun with that one. I'm I was like, like are, you for me <laughs> are you joking? Are you joking? Oh, and I'm sure other people get it too and like we, yeah. we talk amongst our group, don't we, about just the funny things that people say. And when people like, well, this has happened to me. Can you tell me why? It's like, well, no, because we haven't been working with you. We, don't, we can't see your data. It's just like I'd never ask someone on Instagram. Like, it's just amazing. Anyway, so today we wanted to talk about, sort of got off on a bit of a tangent. Um, you know, like I think a lot of women are just so tied to the number on the scales, you know, like I was, once was. Um, and I think obviously if you've got a lot of body fat to lose, the scales are going to go down. Like, you know, if you're an 80 kilo, 90 kilo, even a 75 kilo female at like between 20 to 25% body fat, you'd be pretty jacked. Hey, Craig. Yep. Like, absolutely. Yeah. You, you'd be really so jacked. jacked. So like, yeah. be one of the most jacked women ever. <laughs> Craig would be like, what are you doing? Tell me, I need to know the secret. Yeah. So, you know, like scales are going to go down as you lose body fat. But I think, um, we're so conditioned to like see it drop so quickly and want to see it, you know, drop every day. And you, you're going to see weight fluctuations um, daily. Uh, Craig's just messaging saying, turn off your notifications. <laughs> your Slack keeps going. And I'm like, people can hear that shit. I, I turn mine off before we start. Oh, you're just the best, aren't you? Yes. Um, so, you know, like, um, because your weight can fluctuate. Like even if you've been hundred percent consistent with your food and there's various reasons why and why yeah. I just want to talk about why it's really important to look at this change in the scales over weeks and months, not days and weeks. Yes. Um, and, you know, it's about, you know, being consistent and looking at those patterns over months, you know? Um, so that's what we thought we'd, we'd, we'd talk about. Cause I think once you can get rid of that 
obsession with the scales and just getting so triggered by the scales and if it goes up or down and focusing on the longer term game and being consistent, actually yep. being consistent yep. with your training and nutrition, you will see you will see it go down if you've got fat to lose, but it takes time. <laughs> yeah, it, it does. And I think in the, the early stages, you know, the first week or two for a lot of people can be, you know, um, quite a mind fuck, I guess, mm. um, because you're just seeing it go up and down and then you'll have two days where it'll go up and then one day down and then it'll go down and all of a sudden it'll start going up. And it's sort of like, what is going on here? You know, I'm being consistent with my food, you know, I'm doing How my How many training. meltdown messages do you get from women? <laughs> we see in our program when they <laughs> yeah. but 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 again it's just it's it's just a simple case of the old world thinking of i'm dieting down i'm cutting all my calories i'm on a diet quote unquote therefore the scale should be just going down every single day and the the simple reality is we have no control or have no idea of the biochemical processes that are happening in our body of every second of every day. Now, there's no one on this planet. There's no supercomputer anywhere that can tell you that kind of data. So trying to understand it is just a complete and utter waste of time. And it'll just leave you more confused and frustrated than probably what you already are. So we just need to understand that daily fluctuation is just a normal thing. Um, and, and, and look, the, the reality is there are a lot of things that will influence it up and down. Why they go up and down? Why certain things are going? Well, like let, let's let's name a few. All right, like, like period, um, for example. Like you see the trends of women's absolutely. cycles. You'll see, and if they're yes. tracking it every month, and they can see it, and then you can go, okay, cool, this is normal for my body. Yep, not freak yeah. out. Exactly. So you know, generally, like when we're looking at clients, you know, like over a four week period, one of those weeks is is generally going to, you know, if they've, they've got a normal cycle, is they're going to have their period. So generally during that time we do see fluctuations in weight go up. Now, does that have anything to do with gaining body fat or like actually gaining fat in, 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 in any capacity if that is your goal? Well, no, it's just your estrogen's a little bit higher. You're holding on to a little bit more fluid and it's just part of you as a female and that's what's just going to happen. We all intuitively know this, that that's just what happens every month. And then once you, you finish a period, then it, it just disperses and it all goes away and everything returns to normal. So when we're looking at seven-day averages, which is what you should be looking at, you take the daily fluctuations, you add them all up at the end of the week, you divide them by seven, and that gives you your weekly average. You compare week one's weekly average to week two's weekly average. And let's say week three is where you get your, your period, for example. Well, you take that into account and then you, you then uh, do it for the fourth week and then you kind of go, okay, I need to take really week four and compare it to week two and one, because week three was this anomaly of when I had my, my period, for example, and my weight just kind of fluctuated up. It doesn't always happen. And I would say that, you know, uh, when women are not estrogen dominant, and they've done a lot of work to really put themselves in a really um, good non-stressed state. Um, the fluctuation is pretty minimal. Like yeah, it's really like not like some people like, oh, I, I put on kilos when I do this. I'm yeah. like, it's not That's... kilos. It should be a few hundred grams, mm. right? Like at best, you know, like it just these massive fluc weight fluctuations, you know, I kind of always raise an eyebrow a little bit, but you know, that's one example, you know, uh, if you're dehydrated, right, you, your weight will actually be lower, right? And, and again, that you just, you just lower on fluid, right? If you, uh, if you're constipated, all right, you need to take a shit. You're going to weigh more. If you train, like do a heavy leg session. I always find 
Yep. Your weight is higher than it is. Yeah, just because yeah. of Something inflammation, higher. like your, your quads and your hamstring and stuff, they're big, big muscles, right? And if you've 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 broken them down, you've trained hard and you've broken them down and your body's going through that repair process, it means there's a lot of inflammation there. You can't compare your quads to your biceps, for example, right? Your, your weight's not going to fluctuate after you do a, even an upper body session, really. So, you know, that's certainly something. If you've eaten some more denser carbs, like if you have a like a big rice meal, um, you know, before you go to bed. And I think this is a lot, a lot of where that whole, you know, many years ago, people were like, oh, I shouldn't eat carbs before you go to bed because you'll get really fat. And it's just like, well, that's absolutely not the case. If calories are equated, you can eat whatever you like before you go to bed. But if you overconsume your total calories, it doesn't matter if it's carbs or not. Like <laughs> it's good. Your weight's going to go up over time. But carbs, you know, especially rice or something like that, they just take a little bit, especially those starchy carbs, they just take longer to digest. So by the time you wake up in the morning, you've probably still got a bit of gut residue there that's just holding on to a little bit more weight. And then you'll see your weight go up. If you've had a poor sleep, so you, you just stressed, you know, and your body will hold on to a little bit more water when you're stressed. Again, your weight will go up. There are so many different factors that will contribute to your weight going up and down but at the end of the day, none of them have anything to do with gaining body fat. It's just, it's just is what it is. And it's completely irrelevant in the context of if we're simply taking all of those daily fluctuations, you know, adding them up at the end of the week, dividing it by seven, what's our weekly average weight? Okay, it's this. Okay, week two, it's now this. Okay, did my weight go up? Did it go down or did it stay the same? Right. And then you compare it to that. And generally, from a coaching perspective, I never look at weeks in isolation, right? Because something can happen like all of those things. You have a poor sleep and, you know, maybe you, maybe you, you binge eat, maybe you had a bit of a night on the Terps or whatever. Maybe it's the week we've got your mentor. I never look at anything in, in isolation. Like I always compare two weekly averages. And the reality is, I really don't make any nutritional changes for at least about four weeks because. Certainly, if I've done my due diligence right in terms of asking you all the right questions, in terms of like, you know, like what's your body composition? We work all throughout that out through your, your height and your weight and your measurements and we get your body fat percentage and get an understanding of your activity levels and how you're training, how you're eating. If I've done all my due diligence to work out if your goal is um, about fat loss, then the reality is that the, the food that the, or the amount of calories and macros that I set you up with should be in a deficit and they should be pretty close to actually seeing you losing, you know, anywhere between 0.5 and 1% of your body weight, which is generally the range that we like to aim for as a sustainable weekly weight of loss. Um, so I need to give it time for it to actually do its work so I can actually see what's doing what, because often as well is, you know, for, for not for every client, but for the vast majority of clients, like, I'm putting them into a specific nutritional framework. You know, potentially I'm getting them to include foods that they haven't included before. I'm getting them to drop certain foods. I'm getting them to cut out alcohol. That there are a number of changes that will happen that as a result, your body just needs time to kind of adjust and get used to that, right? And changes in digestion will happen with different foods and taking things out, different things like that. So, you know, there's going to be all of these fluctuations most of the time over a really like, you know, if we're looking at over a 16, 20 week period, most of those big changes are going to happen in that first two to four weeks. So the reality is we set it, you know, and it's as long as you've, you've been consistent with your food, you're getting your, your activity levels in your, your steps, 
you're doing your training, you're getting some sleep, you're staying off the piss, you're doing all the things right, then we just got to let it run its course. And we just let all of those fluctuations just happen uh, and, and just you know, look at those averages over uh, each week. And then at the end of that four weeks, it's generally going to have a pretty good indication if you then need to make a caloric adjustment or not. Um, in most cases, we usually don't because everything just generally tends to work if, if people actually just follow the process. But if it does, but then we've actually got four weeks where we can look at it and kind of go, oh, okay, that's interesting. This is happening. All right, let's make an adjustment. And now let's go for another two weeks and see what happens then. And it's just over time, we want to be seeing more of a linear trend heading in the direction of, you know. In Obviously, case. if you're doing a fat loss phase. If, if you're doing fat loss. So in yeah, this case, yeah, if it's, yeah, it's yeah. your weight coming down and, you know, if you're training hard. And often what we see in these cases with a lot of people is they'll come in, we'll change their training structure around, we'll get it a lot more um, specific relative to what they can do and their capability and, you know, actually time to train and all that sort of stuff. But we want to try and maximize that as much as possible. And if people are executing pretty well, often what we'll see is um, the, the the weight will sort of slowly come down, but the measurements will be coming down a lot That's quicker. That's important as well, hey, Craig, to always yep. look at the measurements too. Because sometimes too, like yep. you, I noticed the lady posting the Facebook page today and she's like, initially she put, you know, I was really disappointed that my... <laughs> weight hadn't come down this check-in, but then I did my centimeters and I'd lost 17 centimeters or something. Yeah. You know, so I think it's always, you know, really at the end of the day, it's the body composition that matters because it's how much muscle and fat you have. Like if you were 80 kilos and you looked amazing and, you know, but obviously, like we said, you're never going to be 80 kilos and be 20% body fat. You'll be the most jacked female ever. You'd be a dude probably. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, it's, I think, important to look at all of those things and the bigger picture. And I think too, where so many women go wrong, because like, you know, I talk to like heaps of women every week. And the one really common thing that I notice is like, they don't track properly. So they have no idea. They're like, oh, I'm doing, I'm like, but you don't really know. You don't actually know because you're not tracking. You're not getting adequate protein. You know, you don't know how many calories you're eating. And once we actually get them consistent with getting the right amount of protein, balancing all their meals, getting the right calorie intake for their specific goal, and they actually be consistent, Mm -hmm. that's when it works and you've got to do it for long enough. So it's like, You know, it's so funny. I noticed another, which is, this is another, it's awesome. And I think women just have these, and I've had the switch too, obviously I've been doing it for so long, but like, you know, she's down two and a half kilos in um, two weeks and she's eating 2,100 calories. She's like, this is the most food I was ever eating. I was eating 1,200 calories and not losing weight, sometimes gaining weight. And I'm like, no, what you were doing is you were eating 1,200 calories and you were binge eating because- that's you can't it's impossible like if you ate 1200 calories and that's where so many women go wrong that's why i went wrong because you do it for a little bit you don't instantly see results and you feel shit and then you go and binge you know you end up face first in a bloody tub of ice cream and chocolate biscuits and just dog shit food Mm -hmm. um and you eat too much and you eat too many calories you don't get enough protein and then you feel rubbish and then so you know it's once we can get you consistently eating more on a day-to-day basis getting adequate protein like protein like you're always banging on about protein we should do a a module a bloody podcast about that you know it's the most what do you say the thermogenic of all the is that what you yep. say of the yeah, it has, the, has the greatest thermic yeah. effect so your body yep. has to basically work harder to break it down like it's yep. use more yep. energy so yep. um and obviously it's, it's so important you know you need it to make thyroid hormone you need it to um for growth and repair you need it for proper liver function so um you know if you're not so many women are under eating protein you know yep. and overeating fat but again comes back to the tracking yeah tracking to know what where you're at and then you can identify and go okay well what is it that i need to change to get the actual result that i want yeah 
Yeah, absolutely. And then I think, you know, again, it comes back to those things of like what people think they're doing and what they're actually doing are two very different things. And that, and, and I mean, that's from our own anecdotal experience, but also when we, we look at a lot of the research studies around, you know, people tracking and, and you know, ad-libbing it for seven days and, and kind of writing down what they think they did. And, it's, you know, it's so many times it's on an average, like five, 600 calories difference. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If you're doing that every week for a number of, of months, like that is going to add up. And this is why, you know, I just don't know what happened, you know, like just over the last three months, I've, I've gained, I've it, gained it, five it, and six kilos, 10 kilos. And I'm like, well, that doesn't happen by accident. Yeah. Your weight only goes up because you eat too much. It's, it's plain and simple. Like or you're everyone, eating the same and your activity levels drop or, you know. Yeah, like well, it's, exactly. Exactly. It, but it's, but, but it's still an energy balance equation at the end of the day. You the calories in versus the calories out. Your calories in have stayed the same, but your calories out have massively dropped. You've stopped training, you've stopped activity. Okay, cool. That's going to have an effect. Mm. Or the other thing is those stay the same and you just happen to sort of not be a bit loose with your tracking or you just stop tracking and then your weight starts to go up. It's so easy to overeat fat too. It's so easy. Like when you're tracking, you start to realize you're like, shit. You know, like that food has a lot of fat in it. Fat has a lot of calories. Yep. And, you know, to lose body fat and if you want to lose it sustainably, you need to be in a small calorie deficit. So if you don't track accurately, you're out of that calorie deficit. Yep. And then, you know, people are like, oh, it didn't work for me. It's like, but you weren't accurate. Like, and, you know, I talked to a lady today. She's like, I just want it to be easy. And I just, you know, want to be able to just like go out. I said, you can still go out for meals. Like I still go out. I still, we eat out, eat out a lot. Like I probably go out once every fortnight, but you have to be consistent the rest of the time. Like, yeah, it, it, and it's, isn't it? You can't it really- eat like an asshole when you yeah. actually do go out either. You can't go yeah, to a yeah. fucking seafood buffet and just and go to Exactly. Nuts. But the key is, I think too, is like so many women, like they'll starve themselves all day and then they binge. So if you eat your normal food during the day and then go and have a normal meal, mm-hmm. you know, like don't, you don't have to go hell for leather and drink 10 bottles of wine and then eat mm. heaps of chips and deep fried chips and stuff. It's, it's anything in life that's worthwhile takes time and effort, you know, but it, I think it's really freeing. You know, I, I really enjoy having my food prepped every day and not having to think about like stressing about what am I going to eat next? You know, what am I having for dinner? I really know what I'm having for dinner, yep. you know, making, having spaghetti bowl tomorrow night. Can't wait. Just love bloody spaghetti bowl. It's always an interesting when, when someone sort of says, Oh, I just, I want it to be easy. And I'm like, well, compared to what? Easy yeah. compared to what? To what you're doing now because yeah. from what you just told me you're fucking failing so yeah. if, if that's easy but you're not getting the result then that's what, right what exactly do you fucking want like and isn't it worthwhile like so many of these women get on the calls to me and like kitty i've been doing dieting for 20 years i feel so shit like i feel fat these are their words not my words you know i'm sick of i hate my body i'm so exhausted i'm just i'm going around in circles but you don't want to track your food mm. like like imagine how good you could feel with a bit of planning and tracking and it takes the stress out of it. Like you've got to just, I think, shift your mindset around it. And I used to have the same mindset, but then I was like, well, I don't want to be like I am anymore. You know? That's right. That's right. Well, you, I mean, you always, was it, you always do what you've always done. You always get yeah. what you've got. Like yeah. it's just, it's that, the, you know, and I, and I think a lot of that, that language that comes about, you know, like I'm, I'm so tired and whatever, and I don't want to do it. It's just because, like you failed so many times at it <laughs> and it's sort of like, you actually don't know how it all works. Like there's so much unknowing, but the moment you just start tracking your food and you kind of go, Jesus Christ, I didn't realize 
fucking peanut butter had so much fat in it. Maybe I should stop putting a teaspoon of that in my fucking coffee every day. Or you know, what, yeah, whatever what it is. I'm not eating enough protein and, you know. Yeah, yeah. There, there, I mean, there's so many different examples, but you're only going to actually start to know that by actually going through that process. And it's quite liberating to actually have the power and go, no, no, no. Really? I know if I eat that, like that's just going to be way too much. So that's not a good option. And having that power to choose, well, yeah. if I do do it, well, that's not a good option, but it's my it's choice. Sort of, or it's I can choose. Like, <laughs> it's sort of like I think like people like with fucking money and having a budget. It's like everyone earns money and has a job and has a budget. Like you can't just fucking go and like if you only earn a hundred grand a year, spend a hundred. Well, you can, and then you get into debt. Yeah, and then you're fucked. You know, yeah. it's the same thing with your body. Like, yeah. you know, you have to. There is this, like you say, the. I mean, there's more to it than just calories in calories. That's not what we're saying. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. the food choices are important and there's other yeah. things like stress that obviously play a part. Um, of course, it's a holistic approach, but, um, you know, it's, I think this is just where so many women, you know, it's like you do even at maintenance when you finally get to a point where you're at your maintenance, like my maintenance calories, I can't eat three and a half thousand calories or probably even 3000 calories unless I really up my training, I would gain body fat. Like, you know, yeah. or three and a half, whatever. We'd have to yeah. track it to see the exact. But you and only know that because I've, you have tracked. That's right. And it's easy. You know where your threshold is based off your current output yeah. of activity yeah. and, and training. So, and this is the problem, right? You, and no one you knows to, what, what that, that threshold is. Do you know, I'd fucking love to eat a whole lunch pizza every night. <laughs> well, pizza. <laughs> Sourdough pizza too, just is my favorite pizza. And if I asked for a piece, you'd be like, no. I, I totally. No, I, I always ask no. him, like, when I'm ordering it, I ask him and he says no, and then he wants a slice. And I'm like, no, you know that I want the whole pizza. But, you know, like I think, you know, boy. obviously it's the, it's a nice, good quality. We've got this amazing pizza place down the road, real good quality sourdough, amazing fresh ingredients, like really high quality, but it's a fuck ton of calories. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> you know, God damn it. So it's like, you know, as much as I'd like to eat a large pizza every night, I can't. I still eat delicious food I like. Like tonight we're having just love air fried chips, as you would know, and I love juice and I love prawns. I'm having some garlic prawns with air fried potato chips and juice. That's still a delicious meal, but yeah. it's a fuck ton less calories yeah. and it's higher in protein. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so like it, it, it comes down again. You can't just eat, you know, tubs of ice cream every day. I mean, again, I love ice cream and gelato. I'd love to eat you know, five scoops of ice cream every single night. <laughs> but I don't. I have like 100 to 150 grams and then yeah, I have yeah. some blueberries with it instead of having, you know, two cups of it. So, again, like, anyway, <laughs> we got on a bit of a tangent. But so in terms of the weight, I think some takeaways then to finish off is weigh yourself daily. And I know that like women go, that's a head fuck. But I actually think once I started doing it every day, I was like, oh, there are fluctuations, even when I'm being hundred percent consistent. So it took away, it wasn't so triggering for me. Do it, do, it, do it at the same time. You wake up in the that's morning, right. go to the bathroom. Yep. And then before you eat or drink anything, jump on the scales and just write it down. Don't pay attention to what it is. Just write it down, right? Do it every day and then add it up, divided by seven, get your week one's weekly average, repeat it again for the next week. And then you can go, okay, weekly average on week one was this, weekly average on week two was this. Is my weight up? Is it down? Or is it staying the same? They're the only three questions you need to ask. And, and then look then, at the over months, hey. 
like week compare week to week in months. To, yeah, but like this is providing that you're starting with a plan. If you start with right. no plan, you kind of yeah, you, you, know, you can't go like I see women go, oh, but my weight's just going up and up, but I'm not tracking my food or being consistent or do anything. I'm like, well, what do you expect? Like, what should I do? Yeah, I don't know. pray. <laughs> yeah. Wish for a miracle. But anyway, so there you go, guys. So be consistent as always. What we say, track your food. Get the data because then you can take control and make more informed decisions and maybe look at it, try and look at it. This is what really helped me is it was, I just thought it was like this little game, you know, it was interesting. I was like, oh, this is really cool. I'm going to track my food and I'm going to do my training and I'm going to look at the, the outcome and you know, improve my sleep yeah. and my energy and everything just got better too. Because when you're tracking and like planning ahead and being consistent, you'll just find what works for you and you'll have more energy during the day. You'll sleep better during the night. You'll be able to perform in training and then you can make adjustments based on the data rather than going, throwing your hands up in the air and going, I don't know what to do. Yeah. 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 Exactly. All right. Well, thanks. Thanks as always, everyone for, for tuning in. Thank you. <laughs> um, as, as always, I give the podcast a rating and a review and for extra brownie points and a chance to win a tub of saturated premium collagen, take a screenshot of the review, share it on Instagram stories or the episode with your biggest takeaways at K-I-T-T-Y-B-L-O-M-F-I-L-D. And yeah, like I said, each month I just pick a winner and you'll get a tub of um, saturated collagen. And we will see you all, or not see you all, because you don't see us because it's a podcast, but okay, I guess bye. we'll tune in next week.